The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 387 of Beyond. Is that right? Did I get the number? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Wow. Those are large, large numbers. So exciting. I am your host, Max Scoville. With me is your other host, Marty Sleva. Hello, all. Brian Altano. <laughs> and Mitchell Dyer. Fun fact, 387 is a palindrome. That's not true at all, oh, either. Sh- my bad. Mitch what? did not get that correct. <laughs> Mitch doesn't know it's what a, a, pal- a, a palindrome. palindrome. A palindrome. Sarah Palindrome. Sarah it's an onomatopoeia. No. That's, the, that's the same mistake, sound that the yeah. number 387 makes. <laughs> it makes its own name. When it's 388 on. is kill me. <laughs> wow. So we're off to a good start. Yeah. Uh, I literally are. just looked over at Marty before we started. I said, Marty, we need to keep things on track this episode. People going well. Last episode was all over the place. We were, had a special guest that was a toy tank. Uh, some people were really mad about it. Um, a couple things I just want, I want to bring up just before we get going. We've kind of we've been doing this. This is our six. sixth episode yep. together. Yeah. This has been six weeks into this. Uh, some people have, we have people have been really supportive. Like, there's Most. Been a, lot of, a lot of really yeah. positive feedback, and that's awesome. There has been some negative feedback that I, I feel like I kind of want to address. Like, people kind of mad that we didn't just start a new show or just rename the show mm-hmm. or whatever, which I think is really a little bit a little bit odd because the name of the show is is beyond, which literally means occurring after a certain point. <laughs> like, it means continuing. It means, sure. like, going further. So, I mean, there's that... Um, also, you know, we're still finding our groove. We're gonna have weird off weeks. We're gonna have it's been it's been six weeks, uh, as know, opposed to three hundred eighty. Greg weeks. and company had been doing this for yeah for eight years. <laughs> yeah. I think go back to podcast beyond episode five. I'm sure it was great. I was just like <laughs> I did I did a very very just active throwing my hands in the air and just looking just exasperated as hell. I did I did that actual like wiggly armed emoji because I was like. What was I doing eight years ago? Like, when Greg started the show, what was I doing? And Jesus. I was living at my mom's house, you know? Like, a lot happens in the better part of a decade. So, just, you know, ease up. Now I <laughs> I live at your mom's house now. <laughs> it's a lot of change in I'm still years. not calling you dad, bro. <laughs> no, but seriously, we've gotten a lot of, a lot of people have yeah. said really awesome things, been very support, uh, supportive, supportful. Support yep. um, yeah. And people also have criticisms that we're also looking yeah. at. So, yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, constructive criticism is the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Email that to us. Put it in the, yeah. the podcast on lock, or podcast beyond Facebook group. Put it in the podcast mm-hmm. unlock Facebook group as well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let those guys know. Start, what start, start, doing. Little, start a little war. Start some, <laughs> yeah. start some gang war there. <laughs> Perfect. Don't actually do that. No, don't, don't actually do that, do that no, please. No, no, we really. We I'm really, on both. Marty and I are the Romeo and Juliet of IGN's podcast crew. Uh, we got some news today. There's been there's been some well there's there's Bloodborne's out now. If you're listening to this. After we post it, which yeah. is the only way to listen That's to it. Cool. You're probably I'm, already you're probably dying in it, and you're angry at it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some Kojima drama. I'm still on Kojima. Kojima, yeah. Kojima. Uh, Hideo like Kodrama, yeah. Hideo <laughs> K-drama. Um, yes. Uh, Watch the video to see me shaking my head since you can't hear it unless I do it hard enough. <laughs> you should get some cool earrings that jingle when you shake your head. <laughs> they uh, would be the loudest things in the world. And then there's God of War 3 has been remastered. Finally. Oh, uh, good. Um, yeah. What do we want to talk about? We should start off with Bloodborne. What's up with Bloodborne? It's all I, I want to talk I'm actually, about. This is, this is out now? Is it, is yes. it yeah, so it's formally? out. Okay. And you're, Mitch, you're playing it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marty, you're playing yeah, it? Yeah, I'm playing a ton of it. Uh, Brandon Tyrell is is the unfortunate IGN soul who has to be reviewing it. True. Um, 
Yeah, and he's, if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, our review in progress is up. Yep. Because this game is massive. Yeah. Uh, we did not get it very far in advance, it's and spooky. it has an online spooky component. Hard. And it's spooky, I guess. That's why spooky. we do review in progress. Yeah, it's too, it's spooky. too hard. Just, <laughs> That's too, spooky too spooky. To, to uh, but yeah, so you guys haven't played it. Uh, actually, yeah, we, we got like a limited number of copies. Yeah. It's, it's an incredibly dense Ooh. game, and everyone's trying to like just take their time yeah. with yeah. it. And, and, you know, yeah, we're doing a live stream of it tomorrow. Yeah, Are we, that's right. We're yeah, yeah. We get to play the game. Well, the day blood, it's out. Blood mean, Bros. Yeah, what? I'm gonna. The day it's out. Or Wednesday. Die. Tomorrow. Oh, today. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> the day this goes live. So what the actual the actual game? What do you guys? What, what's what do we? I think. Uh, I mean, there's a, a, like a few sticking points. The first thing is everyone's like, "Oh, did they dumb it down? Is it a baby game? Is it easy?" Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, the game is difficult as all hell. Um, uh, I would say in many ways it's harder than Dark Souls. Yeah, it's harder. There's a lot of things that are more opaque than Dark Souls. Yep. There's a bunch of things in the game that I still have no idea how systems work or how these enemies are working or what is going on in this world. They're invisible. I mean, I guess so. there's going to be spoilers a little bit. Going a little We're bit. not going to spoil mm-hmm. a ton. We're not super far. Yeah, if you want to go in super blind, don't don't listen for the next 10 minutes or so. But uh, there are there's areas where I stumbled upon an area last night where there's this like blue glowing thing and I was like oh what's over there and I ran over there and all of a sudden like an invisible old god grabbed me pulled me up in the air it said I went into frenzy mode and then I died and I was like I don't know any (laughs) of the things that just happened and I died I'm like okay well I now know not to do that again Mm -hmm. see I saw that and ran away well I'm I like blue lights so when I played Bloodborne at Tokyo Game Show last year I actually tried that which was run like crazy and see how far you can get before Things just or you turn around and there's 95 monsters <laughs> running behind yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and I do. I kind of appreciate the fact that uh, we constantly complain about how games have almost gotten easier, or actually they've de- definitely gotten yeah. easier in the last 10 or 15 years, where there's checkpoints constantly and um, there are multiple difficulty levels, which apparently this game doesn't have. It's uh, just hard. It just feels like there. This is very throwback to NES games, mm-hmm. and. Now with with multiple games like it before it, uh, the, we've sent gamers have sent the message loud and clear that this is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, and it's yeah. okay. So they keep making these games harder and harder. And I'm hearing mixed things about the office from some people in the office. People who are like, it's it's unforgiving and it's not fun. It's almost too hard. Like in many really? ways, to your point about this being an NES game, like I think this is the perfect modern modernization of Castlevania, mm-hmm. in that the way the levels are connected. Right, like you go, you find a secret route, and oh man, that opens up a gate that's actually right near the beginning. So now I have this shortcut that lets me get way farther, way faster, and home to my checkpoint sooner. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff is great, but yeah, to that point, like checkpoints are in in dark souls you have bonfires that are pretty far apart but they're not unmanageable you could conceivably do it you were talking about at tgs and just run yeah just try to run away from guys try to find the next bonfire and then go back and explore which is what i did here you have to not only one accomplish something but two travel an enormous amount of distance to actually reach one of those checkpoints yeah and generally a lot of them are just right after a boss so you have to Get to a boss and then kill it. Yep. And then you can get a checkpoint. So there are numerous times where I would spend two to three minutes commuting to a boss, instantly die, and then wait 40 seconds for the load times to respawn because the load times are really bad. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. one. That's probably the, the my least favorite part of it so far is 40-second load time, literal 40-second load times every time you die, which is often. Ooh. This and is what we're about, playing off the disc and installed. Yeah, about 20-second wow. load times whenever you fast travel back to your hub world, which is you have to do whenever you want to buy something, whenever you want to level, level up. up upgrade uh, weapons. Yeah, or warp to the warp around the map. And so there's a lot of time spent not playing the game. So there's something I kind of want to touch on there like I this is interesting for me I, that, that you, I think you basically just turn me off the game completely because you know? like that's right. the thing is I'm I'm okay with a challenge like I think it's um, I hate I hate the, the time wasting you know yeah. and it's one thing if you're like you have to go back and, and retread some area like that's debatable whether or not that's wasting your time mm-hmm. what I really hate is when a load time is a punishment for dying yeah like I think that's awful I think that you know you look at um, Super Meat Boy is the prime example of how to do it that um, and Trials Hotline yeah. Miami for instance yeah. you know Ollie Ollie. Like, the thing yeah. that keeps me playing Hotline Miami Ali yep. Ali is the fact that these are incredibly hard games but I there's I'm not like I'm not being put on timeout. You're back in half a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, what, it's, it's literal. It's a literal button press in your back. Sometimes it just that also kept got me uh, kept me from getting really into multiplayer. Do you guys remember the game Too yeah. Human? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember it had that yep. sort of like the 40 second animation yeah. of you getting like I mean, brought up to Valhalla? I don't like. So are there are there a lot of load times be, between areas? No, or? there are there none. Are none. Okay. So that's and the that's, impressive thing. That's the reason why it takes so long to load. Is like it is rendering the entirety of this space, which is one of the most beautiful video game worlds I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then you just go. Because I think I would have preferred, like, 
little five seconds here, six seconds. So would I, like, yeah. Nickel yeah. and dime me. Put yeah. me in an elevator. Let me open a gate. Then stop me. Like whatever. Yeah, it because takes. I think I think it's like the, or even just a, a really long initial load. Because I just feel like it, like forty seconds is yeah, that's brutal. It's it's a long time to be really angry, which mm-hmm. is yeah. or, or disappointed with yourself. I liked you know? Metal Gear Solid Four for this because you would. Every time a new act started. Oh, that was like a long, like, multi-minute. Yeah, it would take, like, 10 to 15 minutes to load the entire act, at which point it's like, all right, this is kind of perfect. Like, I just Mm -hmm. finished a really great story moment. I'm going to step away, get a drink, maybe get some food, come back, and then sit down and play this six-hour chapter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like we're we're hard. I mean, yeah, that's one of the major drawbacks of the game. But so far, I'm absolutely adoring. Yeah, I mean, surprise. Um, there's a lot of stuff to not like about a game that abuses you. But yeah, it's yeah. so <laughs> yeah. It good. Like it's just like a beautiful, lovely garden that's full of violent criminals. You're like, oh, yeah. go look at the. <laughs> oh my a, god, they have a, a they have the hydrangeas. <laughs> <laughs> they've got lovely flowers, and um, uh, they've got a topiary that's shaped like a bird. But there's a guy there who also will hit you with a tire iron and take your wallet. So <laughs> yep. that's kind of what happens. Yeah, yeah, dude, totally. smash your face open with bricks, and you lose yeah. all your stuff's your, different. Your blood I mean, bucks. I've, I've put hundreds of hours into the Soul series, and the game is constantly surprising me with new things, mm-hmm. with new enemy types, with new, just new patterns, behaviors, systems, weird, obtuse things, awesome environments that you go to, incredible boss design. Um, yeah, the combat is faster and angrier. You have to really be on the offensive all the time. Like the people who don't like it in the office are the people who haven't. Like Dan Stapleton, our reviews editor, hasn't played the series, and mm-hmm. he's finding it insufferable. Yep. But it's because he hasn't done that, and it's a, and it's crappy. I I get it. Like, it's one of those you have to have put like thirty hours in the series in order to get it. Which for some people, if they're like, nope, that's yeah, I don't think that's, that's true. Because if you look at someone like Brendan Graber, who's doing our guide, yeah, he got it right away. He's never played a game, a Dark Souls game, but he's he likes sophisticated, intelligent action games that you know respect his ability as a player, and for that reason, he's in love. Yeah, it's awesome. He's actually getting a, a civil yeah, they're, union. They're getting married with wow. Bloodborne. Soon. Yeah, in the hydrangea garden. <laughs> the tire, the tire iron uh, train hobo is there. He's going to be officiating the wedding. Congratulations to him. <laughs> is it unfair to expect that of a game like this? It's on on a console that's you know as old as it is. Like that, that people maybe haven't played previous oh. games in the series. I don't like know. that you need to have to you need to have that sort of glutton for punishment or that, yeah. that discipline of torture. I mean, the weird thing is like. It's it's one of those – it's like if you picked up a first-person shooter, if you picked up the new Call of Duty, and not only have you not played a Call of Duty game, mm-hmm. but you haven't played a modern shooter. So a lot of like the vocabulary there is going to be very different, yeah. whereas this is so different than regular third-person action games. This is different right. than Vanquish and Bayonetta and DMC. It's not Ninja DMC Guide. It's not Ninja God of War. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying I'm really, that. I'm really curious about it. The, uh, yeah. here's, here's the sad um, – the sad confession. I'm going to confess to this. And someone's sure. going to call me mean names for You it. ran over a guy one night and kept driving. No, I'm, I'm proud of that. He was, you <laughs> had no right to be in that car. You were the tire iron man in the garden. <laughs> oh, the irony. Um, oh, God. The, uh, the tire you, iron. tired of it? Um, Boy. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Just, just um, shoot me. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, the, the amount of Demon Souls I've played, or the, the Soul series in its entirety, the amount of, of Demon Souls I've played is when it was on PlayStation Plus, I was like, I want to check this out. Because I'm like, I'm, it's weird to be scared of something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it reminds yeah. me of being a little kid and being like, hey, what happens in this in this horror movie? Is it is it scary? But it's with a game where it's like, if I'm not going to buy this because I don't want to, like, spend money on something that's just going to beat me, like, yeah. horribly. So I got it for free, and I'm like, I'll check this out. And up until that point, the really the only exposure I'd had was that amazing speed run that somebody did, which yeah. was, like, that was the first time I looked at a speed run and was like, wow. Well, broke this game. Yeah. <laughs> So I tried to do that, which is, I think it's amazing that it does let you do that to mm-hmm. a certain yeah. point. Um, and then I was like, I'm going to try to actually play it, you know, and play it, play it. And I just got really impatient and just got over it pretty fast. Yeah. I think it was like on a very, very com- kind of lackadaisical, just not really focused kind of afternoon. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. eh. And I never went back and revisited because I was always kind of like, maybe I'll check out Dark Souls one of these days. Um, but it's like, it's, I love the idea of the world. I love everyone has told me that like there's that sense of, of things are, are hidden, you know, mm-hmm. not just like oh it's a, it's an Easter egg or it's a hidden thing, but the fact that it really encourages the player to actually go out and discover, yeah, which is something that's yeah really tragically absent from a totally. lot of modern games, totally. yeah, and it's rewarding in that it benefits you. It's not just like oh, you found the secret, good job. It's yeah. like no, you found the secret, and now you have access to this entirely new awesome area that routes back to your spawn point, so you can get here. Efficiently. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I love games that are bringing that back. Like, uh, 
I mean, Don't Starve, for instance, mm-hmm. does a really good job yeah. of that, where it's like, you don't know how it works, and there's that mystery. There's that kind of, yeah. like, like Fez was kind of the same way, where it was like, you have to talk to your friends about it. Yeah. You know, it's not just something that's like, oh, it's in the wiki. We yeah. have that exact, been, like, playground mentality right now. Yeah, we have friend. an email chain of everyone at IGN playing it. Every morning we're coming in and being like, oh, did you get to this thing? Did you see this thing? Like, and get, no game in my time at IGN has really had that. Like, there's Dark Souls 2. Yeah. Dark Souls 2. <laughs> Dark Souls 1 as well. I, we had that with Heavy Rain to an extent because everyone was, was doing different stuff. Was doing different yeah, things. Yeah. Which yeah. Was, I, and I, I find that very fascinating. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's 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 really awesome. Like I feel I'm 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 kind of with Max in that I'm like really hesitant to get into it. Like I absolutely love the like the theme to mm-hmm. it all, right? Like I, I love yeah. everything it's trying to like I love that sort of rustic horror feel that it has. Like absolutely love Artisanal that. Horror. Artisanal horror. Artisanal <laughs> horror. Five, dollar, five yeah. dollar toast. Yeah, exactly. Uh like it may, you make that into a movie and like I'm there opening weekend, but as a game that's like insufferably punishing me, like I'm kind of hesitant, but also, you know, maybe I'll I'll wait a little while. Just watch a speedrun. You think so? No, I want to play it. I don't like doing. It. Honestly, like I, I hear that a lot, where people are just like, "I'll just watch I'll just that watch game it. on YouTube," and I'm yeah. like, "That's uh, that that that's." I'll that. just look at a picture of a sandwich on Instagram. It, it's yeah. really not the same as playing it or tasting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So I kind of want to hang back a little bit okay. and wait until like people have sort of torn this thing open a little bit, and they can kind of be like. Hey, you should do this here. This like, is the character you should roll at the beginning. Yeah. This is how. This is the mm-hmm. weapon you should choose. Like, I mean, yeah. this is the ultimate first world problem. But we get a lot of games early at IGN. And we play them, and when you get stuck, you have to yell at your friend who hasn't yeah. written the IGN when? guide yet. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the first guides in the internet, and usually the most the the most visible and some, sometimes the best, or hopefully mm-hmm. the best. Um, but when you play something early, you end up like in a situation like this where you're on an email chain. So yeah. maybe I'll wait until this has been torn open a little bit and then get in there. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about this one for a while though. Yeah, I like the fact that there are. Tips and tricks. They're back. Yeah, yeah that's, right. that's yeah. really cool. Like I, for so long, it was kind of um, the your ability to be good at a game was not your understanding of the game itself, but it was like, can you push the button fast enough? You yeah. Know? yeah. Are you, it's like I, there's that kind of there's that Twitch you know there's that Twitch gaming there's that there's that kind of uh, either it's you know. RTS or an action per minute or whatever that, mm-hmm. kind of, that kind of approach or it's just like oh I like drilled a hole in my controller and put a screw through there and now I can shoot guys in the face faster unless yeah. they yeah. unless they nerf the M14 or whatever um, well there, a, like, lot of, a lot of games know. in the last 10 years have really been about the sheer just ability perseverance of getting from checkpoint to checkpoint which I feel like obviously is here to an extent but it's less so like kill 50 guys and proceed to the next wave and it's more just like you have to actually survive this yeah. like this is a this is a lot more work than just like you did it you got to the next thing you did it you got to the next thing and now the game's over like we, a, a, a lot of games feel like that where it's just sort of a straight line through something so this yeah. is interesting yeah we're gonna I'm have terrified to... and fascinated and yeah there's so much so much to unpack in this game we're gonna be doing that for yeah. the next cool. month or so um, moving on. Yeah, this is a big one that, that Max, you and Mitch uh, can yeah. talk about a little bit. Uh, so is this official yet that Kojima's leaving Konami? That's Is that confirmed? It's is not. talked about pretty so heavily? The rumor last week was that he was leaving Konami because his name vanished from all of the right. Phantom Pain's marketing materials. Uh, and Ko- Kojima Productions was renamed... Konami LA. Yes. And At least in LA. I, I'm pretty sure that in Japan it'll just turn into... Like just a Konami internal, Konami yeah. So the the speculation was, oh, Kojima's probably leaving, but then Konami and Kojima issued a joint statement saying, like, nope, I'm staying until the end of production of the Phantom Pain, which, which tells me that yeah. that game will ship and Kojima will leave and Silent Hills will be taken over by someone else. Wow. And Kojima, or Konami's been very uh, transparent about the fact that the Metal Gear franchise will continue. Yeah, they've already started hiring for the next one. Yeah. So I mean, what is that like? Are you? Is this to you like the end of, of modern Metal Gear? No, it is the beautiful beginning of something new. Yeah. Yep. Thank you I so much. So thank you so much for so saying. So glad. Like I love Kojima, and yep. I'm so excited for Phantom Pain. I could not be more excited to see somebody else's vision of that franchise. Yeah, yeah. that's. I mean, that's that's fantastic to me. He's I, been saying for so long, like this is my last one, and I was also, like, all right, well, you had a good run. Can't wait to see what he, you do next and what somebody does with mm-hmm. your franchise. He 100 percent has been tired of being tied to the franchise. Like the guy wants to be. He wants to be an auteur. He wants to go and make new things and it's like he's found a way to kind of segue some stuff in there but like I mean Snake Eater for instance yeah that was totally not that was I mean someone's gonna argue with me on this but that was totally not meant to be a Metal Gear game like you don't take something and throw it you know 45 years back in time and just if you want to make it attached to that you know? <laughs> yeah and make it something about survival and yeah, about, yeah. I mean, he made it very much as it, it was like he threw in elements of he wanted to make a Cold War game but they're yep. like tie it to Metal Gear and he's like oh, you know fine and I mean I, I can't back this up but it, like I just I feel like it's really 
especially this this far past it, it feels very much like that's the case. And it right. seems like with, uh, you know, I don't know what he's doing with Phantom Pain exactly. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 4 was just way all over the place. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And also there's the fact that um, he gets all the credit for the Metal Gear series, but a lot of people work yeah. on it, you know? Yeah, totally. This reminds me a lot of... Uh, well, now nobody gets credit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They pulled everybody's names off. Yeah. So. Uh, now they have to list everyone's name. Oh, someone should Photoshop the box art and just with every every person your... who worked on the game. Here you go, Brian. Um, it's your next Batman Arkham City game of the year edition. God, I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it reminds me a lot of sort of the way uh, Ken Levine and Irrational and Bioshock yes. to where yeah. like Amy Hennig and Uncharted. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, it's one of those. I'm excited for the for the divorce because I'm excited to see what Ken Levine's game is like, and I'm excited for hopefully hopefully someone else taking over Bioshock and seeing like what the next Bioshock game would be like. Yep. Um, that's sort of the same way. Yeah, exactly. I feel about Metal Gear. Uh, the Silent Hills thing is interesting to me because like I don't think I don't know where do you think that game like how far along is it? Also, Gamer del Toro is cursed. <laughs> Remember Insane? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Remember that? You, oh yeah, no. Game, yeah, the game, game. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't know what that like. To me, uh, PT was such a... It was not even a proof of concept. It was just a thing. Like, it's not even what Silent Hills was going to look like. I promise yeah. you. I love that he did that. Yeah. I, the, 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 the PT thing was exactly what he was trying to do with the Phantom Pain initially. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah. was like, uh, no, they're smarter than this. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is, that happened. It was like... Was it like half an hour or something after after the reveal of the Phantom Pain that people were like, uh, they totally you could totally overlay the Metal Gear Solid yep. and just fits yeah, right yeah, in there. Yeah. And also, we were in the office and I saw that that trailer for the, whatever that was going to be called, or was it just the Phantom Pain? It was just the Phantom Pain. I, we saw that in the office and we we're watching the trailer and I'm like, I think that is that Solid Snake. No, I guess this isn't a Metal Gear game. There's no Kojima or anything on it. All right, moving on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's like, totally. I was I was like, what is this? You don't just announce a studio and then show off a game that looks like that that has things that seem so familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. So the the PT thing was during Gamescom. They revealed it during the Sony conference in Germany, yeah. and they showed like that whatever the the, yep. the paper bag sack scary thing with yeah. flies. And I'm like, oh, that's like what? And they're like, you can download it and now. It's out I'm like, now. What, like, what do I, I care would about never that? do that. Yeah. And then, like, whatever happened, and I went to sleep, and then I woke up in the morning and like looked at my emails, and it was just like silent. Hills, and I'm like, what? Yeah, what right? happened while I was I mean, asleep? To, to throw back to the the whole like the playground, the schoolyard talk of like, what is this thing? That was an exact perfect example. Yeah. Of yeah. forcing that on people. Totally. Yep. Well, because I, mean, I remember we were playing it in the office, and it was it, people were talking to each other like it was the '90s again. Yep. Where it was like cheat codes, and people were like, "Oh, do you know if you like hold this door a certain way for a certain amount of time, you see a ghost on the ceiling?" Every time yeah. a phone rings, you got to spin in a circle and look yeah, at a picture. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, Every time the game scares you, you got to uninstall it and leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a lot of people lose focus of the fact that to create something. And this is the dumbest, most simplest basic thing in the world to say, but I think a lot of people lose focus of it, so I'm going to say it anyway. But to create something um, that can be consumed in a few hours takes years. And when somebody does that for five projects in a row and it's based on the same theme, they probably want out after a little while. You know, it's it's why I took this job is because I can go from this room to another room where I go talk about Nintendo games. Or yeah. I'm talking about Metal Gear right now, and then tomorrow I'll talk about Tomb Raider or Uncharted. Um, that diversity in being able to try out different things and play different game, games is important to me. Mm-hmm. And I think to sit down and work on a Metal Gear for, what, 20, 25 years? 25 years? Like, of like, course you're going to want to make a Silent yeah. Hill game. Like, I want to know all the, like, I want to see the bar napkins all, of all the crazy things, that, the sk- game ideas yeah. that he wrote down that were sketches mm-hmm. that were like, I mean, yeah, they're going to be strange. Like, there was Boktai. Yeah, which was basically like, you got to take like, your game out yep. into the sun. But uh, he made a, he made a like, a pixel art game about about vampires that yeah. needed to be charged by the actual sun. Like, yeah. that dude is demented. Advance, which- you couldn't really play outside. Yeah, that's you like, that glare. Outside. No, that glare was, was awful. That's perverse. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Can you emulate I mean, that game now? No. I want, I want to see. <laughs> I want to see six months or a year from now. He's like, here's a logo. Here's concept art for something yeah. I'm working on. Here's like, here's what I, I, I want to see him just unbridled interviews yes. where he's sitting down. And he's just like, here's what worked, what didn't work, and then in the meantime, somebody else at Konami goes, you know, let's see what's next. The part where all of this falls apart is that Konami being trusted with any sort of massive creativity waves right now is terrifying. Yep. Yeah. Because I don't think that their vision is in the same place or their hearts are in the same place as as where Metal Gear fans well, are. Yeah. I mean, look what happened to Castlevania after Igarashi left. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Well, after he was forced out. Or, yeah. Just speaking as a whole, you will never see a, a bigger kind of uh, intersection of business and art than in games. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... And it's... Totally. It sucks. It yeah. really sucks. Yeah. And it, I'm glad we're at a point where there are these these... People like you know, like Ken Levine or Cliff Blazinski or Hideo Kojima, who can just like they're just leaving, 
and they're like, I've I've earned my I've earned my keep. Like, mm-hmm. let me do this thing on my own, and it might not always work out. I mean, like Molyneux pissed off a lot of people repeatedly, mm-hmm. yeah. with, and then he continued to even outside in his own devices. Um, but it's like the the way that video games are structured. Like you look at you look at something like you know movies or music, and it's like that first that first album or that first student film or like that that first feature. Like look at Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Um, what is it? Tarantino had to sell his script for True Romance to Tony Scott to yeah. fund Reservoir Dogs, which yeah. he did. He co-wrote that with Roger Avery. No, that was Pulp Fiction. Right, Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction was with Roger Avery. Everybody was completely up Tarantino's ass for for Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie, but like Roger Avery gets very little credit for that. Yeah. That's always Tarantino on Tarantino. But then Roger Avery uh, ran over someone and killed them. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> wow, that actually did. I did not know that. So uh, he definitely got credited for that. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that's, that's a thing that uh, that's how a court works. <laughs> Ouch. Um, Jesus. But I mean, that's the thing is we when that person has their name attached to something that's so successful so early on. They can't really ever sidestep that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and it's people are always going to be like, "What, you know, Kojima? Like, what, what, what about Metal Gear? Like, do do a Metal Gear? Do another? Do yeah." A new people Metal are Gear. still do. People still ask Cliffy B about that too, and he's like, "I haven't worked on these games in years. Yeah. Like, I have my yeah. own studio. I don't know what's happening with the Gears of War franchise. Yeah. Please stop asking me." Yep. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's you get that you get that mix of uh, the business mentality of like how do we please people versus that artistic mentality of how do I create the thing I want to do and the big the big thing about about art that people don't ever really address is the fact that it kind of needs to be uh, ruthlessly selfish and egotistical for totally. it to really work um, I, it occurred to me the other day that there's there people don't really use the term genius to describe a group of people, you know, there's always yeah. going to be somebody stupid in the room. Like there's yeah. always going to be somebody who's not, there's always going to be a slow Buffalo there. Uh, <laughs> what about the Apple genius bar? That's a great example. All the customers. <laughs> are. I was not referring to. Um, I know who's a slow Buffalo this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's the thing is that you kind of, you know, it's like too many cooks spoil the broth and that's yeah. so true about video games. It's so, it's so just awful. And that's the, the reason you see like these, these games we're seeing now that are made by, you know, two guys like Hotline Miami. Yeah, two guys. Yeah. You know, might be some help on the side there, but like for the most part, it's two guys, and nobody's being like, "You guys aren't. Uh, you you should add this. Make it more like Minecraft. You yeah, know? throw in some throw in a, cra- a crafting system. Why yeah. not? You know, and it's uh, I don't know. Pe- people like to think that it's a it's works well as a as a collaborative effort, but mm-hmm. like look at uh, look at Assassin's Creed games. Those have thousands of people working on them, and they're just like homogenized to become the exact same game every year. Yeah. And a it, great game, it, yeah. But yeah. it's amazing that something can be so so sanded down and so still have so many rough edges. It's yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's nuts. But um, sorry to go on a tangent there. No, that's no, good. no it's important. It makes, good. it makes me it makes me weird and, and sad about it. I'm really curious to see what Kojima does. I hope that it's yeah. I hope that it's cool because I think it's gonna be it would be really crushing to be like here's a guy who's done amazing amazing things, and then if if he doesn't come out with something really cool on his he's own, he's working on a match three puzzle game with fruit. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's like, really realistic. It's realistic for Konami to go in that direction. Yeah. That's, you know, but I, yeah, I do want to see him start doing all the weird small one-off projects, like make weird indie games again. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah. And totally the Metal Gear right. franchise will hopefully be fine. Metal Gear franchise. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be getting uh, Phantom Pain hopefully in September, unless it's delayed. Womp womp, like Arkham Knight. That game's going <laughs> to be really good. Yeah. That game's, what, Arkham Knight? Uh, no, uh, yeah, in 20, or Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Arkham Knight's oh. probably going to be good, too. Got yeah, in 2018 when it comes out. Right. Oh, it's going to get delayed three weeks at a time. Just, yeah. Yeah, over the course waiting of history. For, waiting for Godot. It's oh. just like, oh, he's good. Batman will be here yeah. soon. He's going to show him. Gal Gadot? Waiting for Gal Gadot. That's sure. actually decent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Arkham Knight has been delayed three weeks to June 23rd, as opposed to June 3rd, 3rd I think, when it was originally come out. I don't know. What's 20 days? Yeah, so 21 days. That's a weird time to I'm so sick of talking about this. I'm so sick of talking about delays, especially when they're really short-term delays, where it's like... If this we is, hadn't learned the release date initially, yeah, yep, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 no, totally, yeah. So this game's, I think, been delayed like three or four times. Do you uh, ever? You used to be like, if you ordered a, a video game online, it could take that long for it to get to you. Yeah, yeah. It's just really yeah, yeah. weird that that's a that, that, that three weeks is a thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still probably gonna have to yeah, go one. But a, a three week delay is not substantial enough to be like, oh man, it's in trouble. It's like, oh, yeah. no, they're like. They're trying to iron out some bugs. They need to polish it. The frame rate could say, be better. As opposed the to texture popping out, and then a crap. couple weeks in, you get a patch that fixes some things. Or on the first day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of Italy. Speaking of Italy. Boom. Uh, our, 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 <laughs> our, our pizza. I'm Italian. I can make the joke. And if you're not Italian, you can't. Our, 
Our pizza bros over at uh, IGN Italy yeah. reported that they're actually they're legally called paisans. <laughs> Wait, is that true? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm not going to use that phrase. I should call those guys. I never call those guys. I should just, like I don't know that conversation. What's the number for IGN Italy? Like, hey ma, hey ma. I call up IGN Italy. Hey IGN Italy, what's going on over there? And like, who is this guy? <laughs> what's you the matter? Uh, supposedly remastered versions of Arkham City and uh, Arkham Asylum are coming at some point this year. Okay, which it would make sense if those came before this. Because for them to release right. afterwards would be very dumb. But also, it makes no mention of Arkham Origins, which is sort of the, like... Yeah, that's not surprising. It's not a Rocksteady game, though. Like, I'm yeah. sure Rocksteady would like to have all of its games on one platform. Yeah. Or, you know, multiple of the same yeah. new platforms. I mean, does that... The, yeah, the surprise is that one, right? <clears throat> no, I mean, the PlayStation 4 is the home of the remastered everything. It's just, like, that box exists for... The odd original new release, and then thirty thousand remakes of. And like a lot of people get upset about that, ago. but I like the idea of like ten years from now being able to look back at the PS4 and being like, the, "Look at all these games you can play on it." Like, yeah. and I know in sure. the day to day it's annoying because you're like, "Give me something new," but in this case, you're actually getting one. It's different than the God of War story, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, "Here's that old God of War game." And you're like, "Give me a new one." These guys are like, "Here's a new Batman game," and you're like, "Oh, great!" And they're like, "And here's some old ones." Yeah. They I, did the they did that in reverse. I just I wonder what they're gonna do because The Last of Us was really good because they added. Did a bunch of like not only technical things, but like th- there were features in that game that were new, which is cool. Beard, beard hair, the yeah, beard they, hair, they added got beard some hair. sweet beard hair. Yeah. yeah, like if you add new stuff to a, a re-release, awesome. I'd be very curious to know what the Arkham games are going to add, and more specifically, like are they going to be released together or separate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have to imagine they'd be together. Um, so yeah, but we know. So both. yeah, like you mentioned, God of War, God of War Three remastered is coming on July fourteenth, um, and so it's the same. What was God of War three from what two thousand eight eight nine Ish, something eight, like nine. that? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they're adding photo, they're adding a photo yeah. mode to it, which seems really weird because whereas like The Last of Us sort of has that like crumbled beauty that you want to take pictures of. I'm like, do I want to take pictures of like me ripping an eyeball out? And, like, see, that's where my mind yeah. went to. It's like, like sex with a dead body. You're ripping off Helios's head, yeah. and it's like you can see the sinews in his neck start to rip, and it's like yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah, but at the same time, like. The old, old, old Greek architecture in that looks super so, pretty. It yeah. just looks like it's old. The creature Greek. design's awesome. Yeah. yeah, like there are moments of incredible scale that you could probably take some really incredible photos of. Yeah, and I mean, we have to imagine Santa Monica's working on God of, uh, God of War Four, of or, course, right? Like, and that, that's something that's probably going to be announced you, this year. I mean, what was, the one, what was the one that God Ascension. of War Inquisition, Ascension, Judgment, Ascension, Assessment, Assessment, Ascension, God of War, God of War Assignment. Also, uh, also, Ascension <laughs> had that hint of a future God of War game, too. Oh, that's true. There was like a weird Easter egg yeah. in there with a hint of a new game. I don't know. Easter's a, a Catholic holiday, not a Greek one. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys, like, what's your history with the God of War franchise? Do you guys do you I, play I, like them? I, I play them here and there. I, I don't feel like. I don't feel like an, an incredible connection to them. Like, they are. I think they're not really meant that way. There's a lot of people that get into, like, the lore of them, and that. Is a little perplexing to me. To me, they're they're yeah because Greek mythology exists. Yeah, exactly. No, they're, it's they're, like, they're a, go just, there. They're an interactive disturbed album cover. Yeah, <laughs> totally, <laughs> like, totally. I, I I personally just I really I think I think Kratos might be my least favorite video game character. He's just so angry. He's Why are you so angry? I mean, he's angry because he's like he's got a backstory and everything. But I just like I don't want to spend time with that character for that long. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he does like awful things in games. It's like oh, yeah. in one scene I'm having a threesome, but then the next scene I'm putting a woman in a torture device in order to open a door. Oh like, god, what? I forgot about like, that. What is happening? Why are yeah. you? Why are you so angry? Stop being angry. I get, just, yeah, you, have, you have your family's ash all over you. Just take a bath. I'm and curious get it about, off about Jaffe's new game, <laughs> the one where it's like a kid's notebook or something. I was yeah. gonna say it's and Max Scoville, the video game. Well. <laughs> So many people said that. I don't know. <laughs> it's because it's like it's the yeah. like weird drawings with the goofy garbage all over the place, and it's like a cool idea. But well, I mean, that's the thing is is that that's what God of War is too. That's what Mortal Kombat is. It's like this, yeah. this totally aggro thirteen year old mentality. Yes, it's these guys who managed to keep that in their in their mind. They're like, what if you could just like throw a chain at somebody's head, but instead of it just like falling on the ground, it would like rip them in half. Yeah. What if the chain had spikes on it? That'd be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Totally. Um, I guess it just God of War is so. Totally just devoid of any, uh, any. It does, I mean, it doesn't have any. It doesn't really have any humanity, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and that's such a weeny pretentious thing to say. But like, I just, I don't want to be. I'm not. I'm not that angry anymore. And I've never. I don't think I ever. Even when I was a teenager, I was like, I wanted something a little bit more like Laird. But he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I think like you know every every day there's a new teenager basically mm-hmm. that might get into this. Yeah. Uh, I like I, I'm kind of with you in that. I think this is like. It's one of those games that like you you get away with buying when you're 
10 and uh, you shouldn't have, but you get, and it seems like super uh, mature. And then when you become an actual adult, mm-hmm. it seems immature to yeah. even play something like this. So I don't know exactly who the audience is for God of War games. I mean, I don't want them to go away. I, I'm sort they're of great. They're really well they're made. Cool games. I think like they're games. really sure. well. That's the thing is, I should I should yeah. really point that out is that they they play incredibly well. Yeah, yep. no, totally. And there's some there's something to be said about like I, they were some of the first games to do that kind of like you're fighting in this arena and it pans out and you're like, oh my god, I'm in someone's hand. Yeah. And yeah. they're gigantic, and they're walking through this like battle-torn Olympus, you know, and it's it's insane. Uh, but uh, technical stuff aside, and the fact that they're they are kind of fun once you actually get in there, I don't really know who they're for. Like, I don't know who is the target audience for God of War games. Is it teenagers? Is it adults? Like, I feel like adults when when we play M-rated games, like, yeah, give me The Last of Us, where there's like this like really gripping story to go with it yeah. too, because I don't get that from God of War. And if I want to play like a kind of Really crazy, fun action game. You know, I feel like I can, I can get there. I, I, like, I'll, I'll play Bayonetta or something like that, which is has its own set of problems and its own set of like sort of uh, <laughs> attention to a deathly prepubescent audience. Yeah, but. I, like, I don't know who God of War is for. And I guess we'll find out when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's four people who played the original three. I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, really, though? Yeah, I, 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 think I mean, PS2 and PS3 owners, like, adult, this is a series people adore. I totally get that. And I don't, like, yeah, I we're like, gonna get a We're going to get a, a truckload of hate for this. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though um, we like it. Because the God like, of War oh, fans are angry. And if you guys want to prove us wrong, just don't send us a truckload of hate. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> then we're wrong. Then we yeah. seem like idiots. God of logic. Oh, I mean, we were talking about that PS4 is people's logic. first system, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of times. So what if this What if this is their first? They're just like, oh, it's a new first-party game. I'm going to go get it. Yeah. I don't but know. It's got three in the title I and the other ones the game on has. PS4. Yeah. Here's a third sequel remastered. Is that really? Yeah. Good? I feel like they're going to do with with God of War, the inevitable God of War Four, or whatever it's called. Like I think they're they're gonna, they have to change things. It can't be run down this hallway and then have a set piece and then run down this hallway. Right. It has to become, if yeah. not open world, there has to be quiet moments. There yeah. has to be some sort of sense of exploration yeah. of of this society of wandering around Mount Olympus. If yeah. Mount Olympus still exists in the fiction, I don't know if it does. I don't know if it like Kratos, Kratos <laughs> blew it up with a nuke, threw it to space. Yeah, spit on it. Fought Moon Zeus. With Fought a Moon Zeus. Um, Mitch, you have to go soon. I do. And so what we're going to have you do is yeah. do your Essential 50 pick right now. Nice. And then we'll answer letters once you're gone. Yeah. Uh, my Essential 50 pick is something I know that all three of you have played at length, and that's uh, Suikoden 2. To JRPG by Konami. Nobody's played it. I've 100% played it. I thought you were being serious, and then I realized that that is not a Brian Altano video No, it's game. not. It's. I mean, it's a very traditional JRPG in the vein of Final Fantasy, but sure. for me, like the thing that stands out for me about it is... I. I've gone back to play it recently because it came out on PSN for, for PS1 uh, in December. Yeah. And I went back and I'm like, oh man, like, is this game as good as I remember it being? And yeah, man. Like, that game's awesome. It's so good. Its story is much more mature than any Final Fantasy game that I've ever played. Uh, I haven't played a lot of them. Give, uh, you know, whatever. People will crucify me for that. But for me, it's like, it's, it is a story about these two best friends who are torn apart. And it's essentially the birth of the Rebel Alliance set to Game of Thrones. Oh. No. So it's a f- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the way that works out in the game is like it's traditional JRPG. You explore this big open world. There are turn-based battles, but the combat system is like you have six characters, many of whom can interact with each other for special abilities that do like AOE attacks. They attack multiple guys at the same time. They have elemental bonuses, things like that. Uh, but you have six people because you are constantly switching them out as you build an army. So you're recruiting people, and you're like, oh, I'm going to sub out like this little kobold warrior for. This part, this like sorcerer that I just recruited, and that then puts the old person back in your fortress, yeah. which you are building into this giant garrison to go to war against an empire. Yeah, and the entire game is you recruiting people, building an army, going yeah. to war. One hundred eight characters in your party. Yeah, and wow. those pe- yeah. those people end up commanding yeah. armies. <laughs> like you have one hundred eight people by the end if you do it perfectly, and they all command an army. And in addition to the tactical turn-based stuff, there is like a war game scenario where you are sending in. It's almost like a like an advanced wars style mm-hmm. tactics game where you have you know your flanking units and different like uh, art not artillery, it's bow and arrows, archery, whatever. Yeah, Equ- no, that's he was Equestrians? right. Those are horses. Tre- I'm thinking yeah. like Trebuches. heavy fire guys firing against like militia and infantry. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with archery on this. One. Yeah, let's go archery, archery against infantry. Got <laughs> there it. There we go. Yeah. Uh, great iOS game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just got this like really great villain who's kind of cartoony, but yeah. he's also like so bombastic as to be really interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a sociopath, 
There's uh, dialogue choices long, long before I remember playing games with dialogue yeah. choices in them that yeah. have consequences depending on like who you're with. Yeah, this is one of those games, if you played Dragon Age Inquisition last year and yeah. loved it, like, go back because like, so much of that framework is yeah. back here. Huh. You're yeah. building your army, you have this this party that trusts you, you have these this home base of operations with all these different advantages and how's stuff it, like that. How does it hold up aesthetically? Amazing. It's yeah. a sprite-based thing. Okay. And it cool. looks like a Super Nintendo oh, wow. RPG, even okay. though it's on PS1. Yeah. That's always, and it's that's a, always really that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can play it on Vita now, right? Yep, yep, that's how I'm playing it. So yeah, that's sort of the... Uh, while there's there's not a whole lot of RPGs to to play on Vita, I mean there are if you go back and play all of them. Yeah. But like this is one of those perfect games yeah. that I had downloaded and I was playing at PAX and everything. Like yeah, I, yeah. I adore this game. I some of this like the main story is great, but I think a lot of the smaller stories mm-hmm. based on like somebody will join you if you help them. Those stories end up being really interesting. Yeah. It does a bunch of like typical fantasy stuff in really interesting ways. Like there's this pervasive vampire storyline that starts out really silly but goes on for so long mm-hmm. and you is like this grudge revenge story that gets very very big it's cool man like it's a it's a really interesting fun smart rpg that holds up now and is in a franchise that a lot of people don't even know exists yeah huh video games squeaky dins sounds good squeaky right. dins too we did cannot, it you cannot recommend us. it enough it, thumbs Mitch. up on that that's one, yeah, of your, I, that's one of your like five favorite games of all time right oh yeah like number two i think so yeah on that list i made for ign period com i will say it's incredibly intimidating to hear that you have to take care of 108 people and then potentially their families and their futures <laughs> and their, <friends>. <laughs> <laughs> their, their babies go to war Can you really uh, get hungry? <laughs> do they have to eat yeah you got to go buy uh you, soups at the 108 end and, sandwiches you, yeah do you date anybody I don't think no, there is no a... There's no switching. There's 108 people and you're not going to get get frisky with any of them? No. It's a bad game, Mitch. I don't <laughs> like it on my list. Hey, who knows what goes on behind the they scenes They got vampires but no love. What's the point? <laughs> no kissing? No kissing. Do you, this... uh, do you have any other games that have kissing in them that we could talk about? or? Uh, maybe next time. All right. Get, I'll out, think of the, get out of here. I'll think of the best Smoo- game on PlayStation smooching, with smooching. Because I just smooches. figured out the math, you guys. That's 54 kisses. <laughs> what? What? Why? Because you cut the number in half and have two Why? kiss. Why can't oh, you? Oh. I thought it was one person kissing everyone. Oh, well, People you guys are getting a little... That's a, you're asking I love how you much. came back to us like you're like, I figured it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you made 108 and a half. Like, <laughs> and I still managed to stump the whole room, so suck it. <laughs> you stumped the whole room because it didn't make any sense. Squeaking in it. <laughs> Squeaky deads. Uh, Mitch, enjoy your, your... Am I leaving now? Enjoy your redacted. Well, it's three. Right. You said you have a heart out yeah, of three. Yeah, I should go. I should go. All right, thank you for having Where me. Where are you going to go play a game that's not out yet? Yeah. Little Secrets? <laughs> the uh, secret game that we will have. I don't even know when the embargo is. Wow. I was, still, I was told today there is this unannounced game you should go play. So I'm going to go play Come it. back and tell us all about it. I will. Oh. Love you all. Bye, Mitch. Good, good luck. Now that Mitch is gone, let's talk about how sweet and sucks. Yeah, it sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a garbage toilet trash pile. Um, we got some letters from people? We got some letters. Do you want to read the letters? Sure. First letters. Dear Beyond Crew, do you think modern gamers are spoiled? I grew up with a NES and a Sega Genesis. Looking at some playthroughs of, of them, these games can be beaten in half an hour to an hour tops. As a kid, I'd play through the same level over and over and start over if I died. Most did not have saves like modern games. So nowadays we get games with five to ten hour campaigns and people complain. They're getting no value in their games. I'm glad a PS, as a PS4 owner, I get games like The Order and Destiny, as well as throwbacks like Velocity X2 and Resogun. Is it X2 or Times 2? I don't 2X. care. 2X. 2X. Do Text. modern gamers not realize how good they have it? I hear way, I hear way too often PS4 has no games, Uncharted 4 is delayed, and the PS4 will have no games out after Bloodborne except Cough, MGS5, Witcher 3, MLB The Show 15, Batman Cough. Thanks. Kaizen. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. The answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> the answer is the answer is uh, absolutely, totally. Um, I think every, not just gamers, but just everybody's spoiled because we we communicate on the internet, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, no matter how outlandish your views are, your opinion is validated. Mm-hmm. Like, am I the only one who wishes that there were more cars shaped like dogs? It's like. No, you're not. No, there's somebody else. There's, feels there's that always way. someone yeah. that thinks there's that's three people in this room. That whenever, whenever yeah, there are actually what two yeah. and a half Dumb and Dumber movies that agree yeah. that there should be cars shaped like yeah. dogs. It's a prequel, only a half one. <laughs> whenever, yeah, they didn't have the car in, in in Dumb and Dumber. They didn't, but you know, they, that's anyway, right. Mm-hmm. Deep Dumb and Dumber lore. Um, <clears throat> but no, like whenever somebody's like, "Oh, am I the only one who feels?" It? It's like, well, you know, look around, like pay attention. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. asked me like. uh Am I the only one who thinks that you know Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker is the best one? And I'm like, no, you're not. But I don't agree with you. Like, I don't. It's yeah. not my favorite. It's just like I think that there's a there's that there's that validation of, of people's opinions that really kind of helps being like, see, I'm not the only one, guys. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can go and make a petition, yep. just about anything. Yeah, yeah. And there's also like we uh, we brought it up a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the order that people uh, 
judge quality based on hours too much. Yeah, so gross. like that something is good because it is long, as opposed yeah. to something is good because it's it is girthy. it's well. It's, well, people do the same thing with uh, <laughs> with exclusives, right? Yeah. We talked about this before too. Is that there's a lot of people. This this is a, an age old message board trick I see, and it, people do it on Reddit, people do it on Facebook, they do it on on every, every site on IGN comments. They write a list. Of all the exclusive games coming to Xbox One, and they write a list to of all the exclusive games coming to PS4. And to me, reading or writing those things is more boring than playing the worst video game ever mm-hmm. made. Like I just can't think of a worse thing than comparing a list of completely of, of total opposite, totally mismatched things that have nothing to do with each other aside from whatever box they're on. Mm-hmm. And I think people just want that. They want that level of like that's the basis of the console war. Is sort of just being like we have these guns, you guys have those guns. Um, but I, I feel like people just want everything in one place, and it just doesn't happen. And if you get it. You won't have the time to play it all. Totally. At ever. So, I mean, I, I kind of enjoy what I have. I, I like the moments that I can spend playing video games. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never sat back and been like, this, you know, this game sucks because it was 10 hours. Or this this game sucks because it wasn't 50, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, are, are gamers entitled? Yeah, but I think everybody is now. I don't think it's just gamers. Yeah. I think it's everybody now yeah. wants immediate gratification. Like, I, I don't think it's fair to pin that just on gamers. I think it's everyone in the world is now, like Max said, at the point where you can just be like, Where's that thing? I want it instantly. And when I don't get it, I want to yell about it. And yeah. when I yell about it, I can go to seven different sites and I can complain about it. And when I'm there, if someone disagrees with me, 15 people will complain with them. And you can create this entire ecosystem of anger and hatred mm-hmm. and, and up, up, upset <laughs> that basically doesn't amount to anything. And it's really, it's not gamers. It's, it's like people, like they announced no, the Avengers movie was three hours long. And it's like, to, for a lot of people, that's not enough. You know, and yeah. they want they want seven more yeah. spinoffs, and how come this, and how come that, and yeah, Hawkeye will only no, get five minutes kind of, of screen time. Kind of pull this back. It's like the uh, people like to say that you know the world, the world's getting worse. Everything's everything's worse. Everything's worse than ever, and things are terrible. And it's like, well, no, no, they're not. Like their literacy is higher. There are less diseases, more cures for diseases, mm-hmm. whatever. There are more people, which is a problem. But there's also much more awareness of what all those people are doing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there's that thing where. I don't know what it was like. I don't know what it was like to be like, you know, like to be social before social media, really. Like, there's always that sense that I'm missing out on something because someone's like, I'm at a party, I'm having a great time. And I'm like, oh, I'm at home playing a game. And it's like, if you didn't have all this information about how many other games were out there and what they were all about, like, I mean, it was like back in the day, you'd see an ad for a game in a, in a comic book and it'd have three screenshots. And you're like, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I'll rent that, you know? Yep. Yeah. That and now was it's it. like, what you can beat it in, in three hours, and I can watch a guy beat it, and yeah. you know he's. But then you're going to complain it. about it for more than three hours. Yeah, people. Yeah. There's there's just this overwhelming. I mean, we, t- we spent 20 minutes talking about a 40 second load time before. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is just where we are. <laughs> I do think the load. I think I think the load times are really like that's a that's it's pretty gross. I don't know. It's, it's like, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I mean, like you can you can sort of find a way why why everything's gross if you yeah. think about it. No, you totally. Know? It's just tough. It's it's. We re- we get to read everything now. Everything's out there right now. Yeah. Like back in the day, that you open up the comic book and you saw that game with the three screenshots. You never got to follow the guy on Twitter who like made the poster mm. and then find out that he ripped off that poster from sure. con- you know Predator yeah. <laughs> or something like sure. that. Which is to have the Contra That's poster a was great. Made. Point. Yeah. Um, you get so much more information now, so you can take that information and be upset with it. Yeah. Or you can just kind of put the blinders on and be like, well, I'll still play that game when it comes out. This so. is that, like, there's that weird, like, we're, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to totally gripe about, like, people being spoiled in the title, because I think we're just as much guilty of it ourselves, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it can be difficult to just kind of consolidate what you're doing into just enjoying what you're doing, you know? To just shut out everything else and be like, I'm happy with what's right in front of me. Like, mm-hmm. I was playing... I have like a I have a pile of games. I got a bunch of dumb games in my house. You know, I'm just like there's a, and I get free new games that come out every month. And then I get I know I'll play them for like an hour or two, and I'll be like, but I'm gonna do something else. And mm-hmm. it, I was just playing GTA, and just driving around. I, I, I wound up I wound up doing the like the parasailing stuff in GTA oh, yeah. Online. Yeah, just sky just I was playing Pilot Wings in a yeah. game where you can yeah. do like everything else. And I'm yeah. like, I want to play Pilot Wings. Screw yep. it. And I was like, this is actually really nice. I like this. This is pretty, it's satisfying. And I'm like, there's a million other, like, I'm never, I'm, I'm like level 15 in that friggin' game because mm-hmm. I'm terrible at it. And I'm just like, I could try to fight some guys, but I think I'm just going to skydive. I'm yeah. just going to yep. relax. Totally. I don't know. So just, I think an important thing to do is just try to enjoy things. And actually to harp back on people who get mad at this show, it's like, if, if you don't like it, it's totally okay to listen to something else. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff out there. I just think people should try to pursue more things that they enjoy. You know? Yeah. 
No, I, I totally agree. agree. Yeah, time I, is limited. Yeah. Yep. We got another email. Hello, Marty Max, and whoever else may be joining you today. This That's past hello. week, I was feeling all nostalgic, so I decided to pick up one of my favorite games from my childhood, Mega Man Battle Network 3 on my Game Boy Advance. Yeah. This is a PlayStation podcast, my good man. <laughs> I began playing, remembering all the good time I had with the game. However, after only a few hours, it dawned on me, this isn't as good game. This shocked me. How could a game I had regarded so highly as a child not be as good anymore? Anyway, here's my question. What is the one game that you regarded so highly as a child... But upon returning, found it. It was actually a dud. Beyond yep. Klein. Klein, hundred percent like... Crash Bandicoot. Oh my god, that's horrible, dude. What do you mean? I like Crash Bandicoot. I, I mean, I love Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw me in the trash. No, I love, I love Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. I love those games when I was growing up, but I went back and I played them again, and they were not as I remember them. They're very, yeah, they're very linear. Which yeah. I didn't remember them. They're, they're runner games. I guess, yeah. yeah. Like they, they are iPhone games yeah. from yeah. that perspective. It's kind of weird. I guess in my head, I had sort of stored them with um, Banjo-Kazooie and Super Mario 64 as like these sort of like kind Big of vast, open platforms. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, there was this kind of – during that era, there was these like – it was the beginning of like the sort of the sandbox games, right? Mm-hmm. Where you would just open up – the camera would pan around. You'd see this big area and be like, oh, there's so many stuff to climb and collect and stuff like that. I didn't really get that with Crash Bandicoot. And I went back and I played it a few years ago. I don't know why. Just to sort of be like, was oh. I wrong or – and it doesn't – it just – didn't really hold up. Yeah. That was a that was a really that was a really bad bad time in a lot of ways for for games. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. really amazing stuff that we're still talking about. But like there was also this mentality that like make it out of polygons, make it cool in 3D, make it look cool. And it's yeah. like yep. that we didn't a lot of people didn't know what they were doing, you know? Like, yeah. Oh totally. I mean, yeah, Nintendo was one of the few companies in that like couple year span that knew what they were doing. Yep. And then you got all these like you got stuff like, was Gex like and... make Gex three D. Why? Yeah. 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 Well, get down from there. What are you doing? <laughs> get down. <laughs> Someone's standing up. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big. Uh, it, it, I, it baffles me that I think it was like I think a solid decade that I never stopped to think that maybe like maybe 3D platformers aren't like maybe they they're not as good as regular platformers. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like it takes a really good like beautiful like balance thing for it to pull it totally. off. And yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. That, well, like yep. a lot of people forget this, but when 3D really got going, like it was really like a constant. Um, going back and playing 2D games felt like <laughs> time traveling. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it felt really dumb. And when you would read about new 2D games coming out, it was still like, ugh, they're still doing that. You're still yeah. making it like that. Oh, Why yeah. don't you put it in 3D? No, and it's then, a need to turn off. Yeah, yeah, and then it was it was insane because eventually we got to a point where we were just like, oh, one dimension doesn't necessarily mean it's better than the other yeah you know like you can and now i play i play i switch back and forth between them all the time like it's yeah stuff. and now like in the past five years like some of the best games like you know fez and and guacamelee sure. yeah yeah um, but i mean like for instance mitch brought in brought up you know suikoden like that's a i, I love hearing about a sprite based game that's good on totally it's funny because sprites age better than polygons yeah like yeah 90 95 of the time because yep. They, that, Arthur? <laughs> there's there's more there's uh, more thorough art direction that goes into it. Totally. I don't know, it's it's more of like a it's less of a gimmick. And there's yeah. there's definitely good uh I mean like some of like some cell shaded stuff is, is a really good example of this where they, they distill the design enough that they're like, here's something that works on its own, on its own merits, you know. Yeah. Um like, you know, Super Mario sixty four is a good example. Crash Bandicoot is pretty much PlayStation Sonic the Hedgehog. They were like, make yeah. a thing that does the he runs and he's got attitude. Yeah, it's funny because that's Give the him pants instead like of the, shoes. The, the shoes and successes pants. that uh, PS one had came less from their sort of tentpole games and more from like the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple, of, yeah, some of the ones that came to mind when I was like when I read this question. Uh, I played a lot of RPGs on PS one, and by and large. A lot of them hold up pretty well, stuff mm-hmm. like Suikoden and Chrono Cross yeah. and the Final Fantasy games. But the ones I played and enjoyed and then went back to and realized they were awful, stuff like Legend of Dragoon and, yeah. and Saga Frontier. Yeah. And I was like, I, I think I forced myself to love these games just because yeah. I was like, I paid $50 and it's an RPG and that's what I play now. Uh, but going back and playing them, I'm just like, these are not good. Yeah. Like, these, these are these – are, I don't know. It's you sort of. If you go into something, you can trick yourself into liking it. I had the same thing on PS2 with uh, Jack Two, Jack and Dexter Two. Yeah, like I loved the first Jack and Dexter. I thought it it handled you know sort of. Uh, it, it it was like Sony's first. They really nailed it at the Super Mario 64 sort of magic. And then Jack 2 came along and it was like, nope, uh, sorry, GTA 3 came out. So this is now an yeah. open world game where you can steal cars and it's yeah. gritty. And I was like, well, I liked the first one, so I think I like this. And then when I went and replayed it for the 
collection that came out a couple of years ago for review. I'm just like, no, like this totally went off the rails. Like I am not a fan of the like we got to make everything adult. Like yeah. we got it. Like the yeah. first one's a cartoony game, but now we got to make it adult. There's um, I was just you you got me thinking just now that you will never gamers today or anyone today will never experience what we experienced in terms of not knowing if a game was really good or bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I would play games as a kid that were bad, and I didn't know if they were bad. I just oh, yeah. just like, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you can kind of be like, what is the general consensus on this? Am I the only one that, yeah. like, you can actually pop on Metacritic yeah. and be like, wow, 100 out of 100 critics agree this game sucks. Yeah. yeah totally. But back then, I used to play, like, you know, game like uh, Shadow of the Empire, mm-hmm. which, like, God, I mean, oh, God, great, like, great world, great characters, like, the art behind it, the, like, every, everything, like, the action figure line, comic books, all that stuff like that. Actually playing it was mostly kind of broken. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't that good, and I thought it was awesome. And a few years ago, we do this a lot at IGN where we go like, "Oh man, I really love this game. Let's pull yep. it back out of the vaults." And we play it, and I went back and played it again. And I'm like, "Man, now here's a question for you: It's bad. Is that game? I mean, you can you can go different ways with this. Is that game bad because of what's come out since then, or because you played it when you were a kid? No, I think it's just bad because it's do- it doesn't do what it's trying to do very well. Yeah. Like at, at times it's a platforming game, right? There's that level where you have to jump from train to train oh, yeah. in the swamp, and it doesn't work. Um, then there's there's a there's that area where you're in the hangar and it's a third person shooter and you're sure. running around and it's the the there's hit that horrible monster bad. where you or the horrible level where you have to swim in like garbage. Sure, but then again, yeah. you've also played Uncharted two since you played that game. Yeah. yeah. You do all those things in Uncharted 2. Well, so, yeah. no, I mean, because I you remember know. playing uh, Shadow of the Empire at the time and just being like, this didn't work. This doesn't work very well. And the camera's doesn't, not that great. But I love Star Wars and I love Dash Rundle. And I need so. something to play in my N64. Yeah. 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 Uh, people are going to be mad we're talking about N64. No. Um, no, it's funny. I was, I was thinking about it. And, like, the first – people always ask, like, for, for Metal Gear, for instance, like, how do you – how do you get into that series? Because mm-hmm. it's all tied together. It's this big tangled rat's nest. It's like going into your your dad's like electronics drawer full of like cable routers and modems and yep. AC adapters and crap. It's just all messed up. Um, first one holds up really well. It's just kind of like it's kind of hard. You know, it's kind of a, it's it's dated in a weird way. I think the first one is is still very playable, but mm-hmm. a lot of people will be like, you know, if you're trying to get into the series, and the the first one is a, is a big leap between. What we know now, like Metal Gear Solid Two, you can go back and play it because it has a lot of familiar elements and it plays more like or less third person like, the, like stealth the action. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the 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 Metal Gear Solid One has more in common with the first two Metal Gear Metal Gear games yeah, totally. for like it's a top down you know stealth game, which mm-hmm. is I don't know, it's a different animal. You know, you yeah, get to that totally. certain point. Um, but then again, you know, like again, what you're saying about Suikoden, it's like it takes it's the the core mechanics are there that are really that are really sound as opposed to just trying to like experiment with. Yeah, you know what works there. Yeah, that's really um, interesting. Oh, yeah, that was a good curious, question. Curious concept. Want to um, close this out with one last question? Yeah, one last question. I recently bought a Vita and have been thinking, especially with the release of Hotline Miami Two, about how appropriate it would be to play violent games in public settings. As gamers, we're very used to seeing this, but most people aren't gamers. It's a topic I haven't heard any discussion on, and I think it would be interesting to talk about. Keep up all the great work. I love the new direction of the podcast. I've been a big fan of Max's since he first joined Rev 3. I played and love Blood Dragon because of him. Hell yeah! Beyond! Flint 192. Beyond! Flint! Um, man, I never. I don't think I've ever really thought about that. I actually have... Like, I was watching... I was watching the movie uh, Death Proof on my iPhone on a flight and the extended cut of that movie has like a, a strip tease in it. Like there's an actual, one of the main characters actually does, like she doesn't get naked but it's just, it's very provocative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I've actually done that thing where I'm like marathoning through a show or reading or watching something on a plane where I just kind of put my hand in front of the screen or quickly kind of put up and just like scrub to the next thing. Uh-huh. Just that the odd chance that the way my she- seat is angled, there's like six kids in a row behind totally. me. Totally, yeah. Um, but I've never, like when it comes to video game violence, First of all, I don't think Hotline's something to be worried about. Yeah, yeah. It's, you look at that from afar and you're like, it looks like a it looks like a video game they play on Malcolm in the Middle. It's like yeah. a fake cartoon bloody <laughs> yeah. thing. It's kind of gory, but not no offensive. Well, I know, like I was playing it's Hotline Miami the other day on on a on a 55 inch television, yeah. and that's where it's sort of just like, is that blood? Yeah, that's blood every. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. that's yeah. blood everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. it takes a moment. Like people come in and they look at the TV and they're just kind of like, oh, yeah. what's this cool like kind of, sort of abstract pixel art game? Oh god, that's a bloodbath. Yeah. This is horrific. That game looks like the game about the robber that Bart plays in early Simpsons. Episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally. Where it's like he's just like smashing windows. Yeah. And yeah. Old ladies and stuff. Yeah. And, yep. 
Um, yeah, and that's interesting. The, the flight thing is totally on point. Like, I think I watched a lot of True Detective on a yeah. flight, and like, I got to like a hardcore sex scene. There was an old woman next to me, and I could tell she was like looking over. And I'm like, nope, we're just this is us. This is our relationship. Because like, I don't know uh, what I honestly yeah. don't know the laws on that. Like, yeah. it's probably bad to like. <laughs> No, no seriously, like every 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 TV show has sex scenes in it now, and most TV shows have nudity in them. So I don't know if it's like you're watching something and you're on a plane, if all of a sudden it's like he's looking at porn in public, and like most then TV you shows have nudity. Yeah, what shows? Most do of the watch? ones that okay, most of the ones that people give a crap. Somebody about. who didn't have, hasn't had TV in a while just got really like, wait, hold on, <laughs> the news should have never cut the cord back because TV's got nudity now. Yeah, Tom Brokaw just wears that muscle shirt all the time. <laughs> I like I will say that I don't like I don't watch a lot of like Big Bang Theory and like Tuna. I don't watch well, a lot of that for a reason because yeah. that just that goes a step further Tuna, that's right two and a half yeah. man two and a half man two and a half yeah, man yeah you know that, that half of the man is, is a, it's a it's actually a decapitated boy that they found <laughs> <laughs> and they have to join forces to be his dad they just found him alright um, no, I, like, I like the idea of coming up with really morbid uh, taglines for shows that yeah. aren't like that at all yeah I mean it's also uh just whole, going back everybody, to the actual... everybody watching this in video form, Brian is seeing like the back of your head too. Just... Oh really? <laughs> oh, I'm just looking at my friends. Uh, yeah, the violent thing. I mean, in terms of handheld games, generally, I don't play violent games on handhelds. Like they generally, don't... those are like there's not a whole lot I of think them. You've got you know you've got like Call of Duty, Black Ops, Declassified. Oh, that's just and, awful. Like, don't play the that. Killzone Mercenary. There's yeah. other reasons you shouldn't be playing the violent stuff on there. And yeah. then you've got. And most yeah, things, like, hotline. if you're using it for RPGs or for indie games or anything good. on a DS, like... It looks yeah. like a really pretty Game Boy game, honestly. Yeah, totally. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, I have a different thing where I just... There'll be, there'll be games that are, like, that are absolutely just brilliant and incredible, and, I mean, I love them, and it's, like, as, you know, as a gamer, it's, like, I, I'm, I'm accustomed to violence. It's part of the medium, which is, for better or for worse, you know? There's parts of it that I'm just, like, I want to I want to shoot a guy. I don't mm-hmm. know. And I sort of feel weird about that and sometimes, but, like, I mean, GTA V... Love that game. I think it's brilliant. Um, there's parts of it that I'd love to like show to my mom. That's always kind of a big like. I think you've talked. Yeah, it's yeah. Showing journey to, to family members, mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, remember how games were like, this, is this stupid thing that they talk about on the news and how they're bad and stupid and dumb." And like, you can show something like Journey or like Flower or Fez or Proteus yeah. or Gone Home or whatever, and be like, "Look at this thing. Look at this. Look at this new thing where you're not shooting people in the mm-hmm. face." And then there'll be games that are really gorgeous in spite of that, like Hotline. Absolutely incredible. Very much like I mean, that's that's like a weird, you know, grindhouse movie kind mm-hmm. of. It's like mm-hmm. there are there are Oscar movies that are really gory too. You know, yeah, they're totally. they're incredibly well made, artistically valid yeah. pieces of media that are, have problematic elements to them. I think with games, it's just like it can be tricky because they're they're they are this stereotype. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, I um. Well, it's because the the main the main goal and predominantly or nearly every video game is to defeat something or kill something in some capacity. Sure. You know, almost everything. Um, it was why when, when Assassin's Creed 2 came out, I was like, look, Ma, Italy. <laughs> and I, I, I actually set up, I, I, she came over and I, I said, look at this. Like, look what they, they built Rome in this game. And then somebody was like, assassin! And then I had to stab him in the throat. Yeah. And she was like, oh my god! And yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, the world is that's, dark see, that's and horrible. Really, Assassin's Creed is a perfect example of this, because that is a, an incredibly well-selling game. That's, a, I mean, it's about assassins. It's yeah. Like, there's going to be killing in there. That's that's true. But then there's times when it's just like, did you need to slit his throat? Like, did yeah. you need yeah. to spray blood everywhere or, like, cut him in half with it? Like, there's parts where, like, I'm like, I, I cringe, you know? Yeah. I'm like, you just did a horrible thing with a tomahawk. You just yeah. pushed that man's face down on a bayonet. Like, that's... Yeah. that's so I guess up. the answer to, our, to the question is, like, it's something that I'm aware of. I don't think it's really an issue yet, but it's definitely an issue we're going to have in the next few years. By the like, time it's an issue with playing games in public, we're probably going to have um, a Morpheus that works with the Vita. So there you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Now every time... But then every time I see someone on a plane that has a Morpheus on, I'm going to be like, are they watching pornographic films? They're watching that no. True Detective An Oculus scene. Rift, yes. They're watching... But the Morpheus... Two, they're watching two and one half men. They're, they're finding the other half of that so man. Just, they're just watching True Detective yeah. on HBO Go, assuming that yeah. you know, we get past all <laughs> issues with the PS version. Anyway, um, yeah, that's about uh, that's about all for our, our show today. Yeah, um, we did it. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope thank that we you. weren't too, too rambly or whatever. Sorry that Mitch had to just switch horses midstream. What? I don't know. He didn't really switch. He just left. Horses are on streams? <laughs> are, there, are they river horses? River sea horses? horses? Yeah, sea horses. Ocean <laughs> Where do all these old horses go? Um, I'm tired. El- Elmer. Elmer I'm the tired. Glue Land. You guys can follow us on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Yeah. Marty is McBiggity. And yeah. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Mitch is Mitchie D. If you want to go check out what he's up to, find out what that mysterious game he's working on is. Or not working on, but hey, he's, making it. At. he's making it. He's making it. He's creating a game. He's creating a video. Not really. That's not yeah. true. 
Uh, if you guys want to send us an email to talk about on the show, um, beyond at IGN.com. Beyond at IGN.com. Join yeah. the Facebook group, the, the podcast Beyond out. Facebook group. Lovely folks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you yeah, for taking the time to always. hear what we have to say about stuff. Um, and I, I hope that you come back next week. And, um, yeah, on that note, Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.